Hello everyone. Cuckoo. Welcome to Eurofile. I'm Kate Walker. And I'm Catherine Rory. And today we have a dear special guest to us, <laughs> Kendall. Kendall, will you introduce yourself? Hi, Kendall. Hello. Hi. <laughs> My name is Kendall, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. So we met Kendall, actually, as... <laughs> A forced friendship. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That, like, adage of, like, you make friends because you go to the same fucking place all the time. Yep. Is true. Because mm -hmm. we, you know, are consumers of wine, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this really adorable, no longer existing anymore, but wine shop, right? And we met in LA. Like, obviously, we're you know, recording in LA. So yeah, a friendship blossomed because yes. we just went there every week. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I don't even know how this actually began. Uh, where I think Kate, you, you did the work because we were like, we love her. We love that girl. And then we we're like, let's introduce ourselves. Like, let's start making this a real friendship. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were just so helpful, Kendall. Like, Aww, yes. thank you. <laughs> you just like, and then I feel like you sort of like understood our taste and then you just like we followed everyone on Instagram, you know, did the like yes normal like follow on Instagram. But Kendall is especially qualified because do you want to like Kendall? Do you want to like give us a little bit of your background? Because like you're not just someone who like you know works at a wine shop through, and, and yes, sold yeah. you know you're bottles. actually very qualified to talk yes. about, and that's wine. what we're talking we're about talk today. About <laughs> wine today, amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, RIP to that little wine shop, um, mm -hmm. at least for the time being. But, you know, it yeah. was great. Um, it gave us you. Yes. So we're yes. very grateful. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, to start off, I went to the University of Davis, California for my mm -hmm. graduate degree in mm -hmm. viticulture and enology. A lot of big whoa. words, but whoa, essentially, whoa. Wow. I know, <laughs> <laughs> aka a graduate degree in winemaking. So if mm -hmm. you break it down, mm, vita wow. culture, so mm -hmm. the cultivation of vita vine, so mm -hmm. okay. kind of vineyard work, and mm -hmm. then enology, spelled O-E-N-O, eno, and then ology, mm -hmm. so ology, the study of, and eno being wine. So that Take entailed like the yes. <laughs> science chemistry biology of of uh -huh. winemaking uh -huh. so that wow. is what my schooling is in technically okay how did you decide to start studying that it's so interesting i feel like okay i'm getting like cultural meta here but i feel <laughs> like wine culture is just not as big i mean obviously this is california but like it's not as big as like say europe mm-hmm like as it is like you I don't know, know in the US it's not as but yeah I really I don't, don't know anything yeah so I, how did you decide yes yeah you how found this you, thing how did like, you find yourself my life. there <laughs> totally it's it's kind of a funny story because I did not grow up in a wine centric family mm -hmm. my parents right. didn't really drink wine mm -hmm. growing up my parents didn't really drink growing up my that is wild because I feel like yeah. that would be like so formative Yes. yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I barely probably even knew what wine was, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, my grandparents drank wine more. They had, ha they, well, 
I mean, until my grandma passed away, but they had happy hour mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. night for oh, like 60 dream. years, even like mm-hmm. when they were camping, like whatever happened. Oh, so mm-hmm. I think the, like the idea of sitting down with a drink before dinner, like aperitif mm-hmm. style. Love. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was in high school and I was one of those crazy kids that loved chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I took mm-hmm. what Can't they relate. call. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was like painting I mean, my nails. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. High school is weird. Um, uh-huh. I took like advanced placement chemistry uh-huh. in high school and all these things. And then you get to that point where you are starting to apply for college and you have to pick a degree or like what you're going to study, which is actually mm-hmm. a crazy concept yeah. that you're asking. It really like is. You're 17. And you figure it out. cultures, like in Europe, you pick much earlier. Yeah. Crazy. How do people mm-hmm. know these things? You mean, you knew. You kind of well, got there. I, so I don't know. I have no idea. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like piecemeal. So mm-hmm. I started with chemistry and then... Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I want to do chemistry in college, but I don't want to be in the medical field. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be pharmaceutical. I don't want to be a chemical engineer. Mm -hmm. Like, what can I do with chemistry? That's like none none of that. And it was randomly one day, my dad was like, I swear he was like reading an article out of Sunset Magazine. And Sunset Magazine is like like a Southwest common so like arizona new mexico utah like maybe okay. Southern california magazine uh-huh. that has like recipes gardening tips oh my like, god this is so fun yeah. like it's just like <laughs> these old magazines and i feel like uh-huh. one of the articles was like a feature on wine like wine okay. making mm-hmm. so my dad was like oh well like what about wine making it's a mm-hmm. science but it's also an art there's chemistry mm, yes. and outdoors i was like huh that sounds cool and it also involves fermentation science, which my dad growing up, so I grew up in Alaska and he mm-hmm. would brew beer in the basement. Mm-hmm. So I remember oh. like always oh, that having smell. like- My dad mm-hmm. did the same, does still. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So kind of with all of those things together, I was like, huh. It was like a little seed implanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had some family friends that lived up in- I think Pullman, Washington, which is Eastern Washington. And they had a winery Mm -hmm. out there. So my senior year of high school, my mom and I took a trip out there during harvest season and Mm. kind of just like to see what it was like. And I remember Mm -hmm. stepping into the winery Mm -hmm. and falling in love with the smell of it. Mm -hmm. It was like yeasty and like fruity and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you walk in with all these tanks and Mm-hmm. They lived with vineyards all around their property. Ugh, and it was dream. just like gorgeous, dewy, you know, in the mornings. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I have like chills talking about it. Like 18 years <laughs> old. Just I, being I'm, like, yes. I'm here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> being like, wow, if this is winemaking, like I love it mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I hadn't even really uh-huh. drank wine yet. I, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sold. Sold. Yeah. I had what drank. I to see. Yes. Yeah. I definitely was drinking, but um, not that I promote underage drinking, but I was drinking no. just definitely not wine. Not. <laughs> right. No yeah. one we ever did do, not did do that. that. No. Nope. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then 
I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to grad school. So since freshman year of college, I was like, I'm going to go to grad school for winemaking. And this mm-hmm. woman to go to is UC Davis because they have like a world yeah. renowned program. Mm-hmm. I didn't even look at any other I programs. I didn't know that. No, yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I didn't like look at any other programs in hindsight. I probably should have, but I just kind of put my eye on that and I was like, cool. Yeah. So I took mm-hmm. everything like that I needed to take to get into the program I took. And when I finished college, I applied for grad school. During college, I was finishing up my degree and then I mm-hmm. did an internship. I went to Napa, California. Oh, okay. I okay. worked cool. um, mm-hmm. an internship with a winery up there. That was my first internship and my first kind of like experience with winemaking. Right. Because mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm going to go to graduate school for winemaking, I want to make sure that I at least like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I worked for this woman. So are up you there. liking wine at this point? Like, are you oh, yes. like, like yes. consuming it? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. like freshman, sophomore year, I started like actually drinking wine. Now, again, it was like bottom shelf cheap <laughs> stuff. Sure. Yeah. But uh-huh. I was drinking it and definitely okay. compared to everyone else that was still drinking like vodka, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> there's on, yeah. on a different path. Yeah. <laughs> I think by sophomore year, I kind of became known as the girl that would show up to parties with a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. I would just like drink out of the bottle because I didn't. <laughs> This is mine. This yeah. is my drink. Because yeah. I didn't like, like. Sometimes it just doesn't hit out of a solo cup. You yes, guys. I'm no. sorry. Mm-mm. For real, it needs to be glass. It has yeah. to be glass. Yeah. Better than a bottle. Than yep. Well, I didn't want to like set it down anywhere, so I would just carry it around. I know. Yeah, yes. you got to be careful in college. Yes. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. And if you set it down, other people are going to drink it. And then I was like, well, mm-hmm. I don't want to like hold two things at this once. It's not a communal wine. This no. is mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is not church. That no. is okay. so cute. Goodbye. I love that. <laughs> not community. Like in hindsight, <laughs> wish I was that person. Yeah, I know. That's so fun. Yeah. So, I was liking wine again. It wasn't the best wine, but it was wine. Mm-hmm. And then I went and did an internship in Napa and worked for this woman who made wine at a very large winery. So I wasn't doing a lot of the small day to day things. I was kind of more helping her see over oversee everything mm-hmm. and spending a lot of time in the vineyard doing something called sampling which okay. you go oh my god okay mm-hmm. yes tell us so yeah <laughs> leading up to harvest the actual day that you decide to pick the grapes so when is harvest like now right like yeah, what typically starts late november or late what august what month are we in? <laughs> <laughs> okay we are in a Wait. fall state of mind in this house, to be yes. to be honest. Because we so. fucking saw When Harry Met Sally like two weekends ago <laughs> in a movie theater, and now I'm pretending like I need sweaters. Yeah, when we're actually sitting up. here sweating. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's so hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harvest it starts in about August. Okay. okay, depending on where you are in the world, and also. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say it, but climate change is really changing a lot of things. But typically, August-ish, and then it goes, you typically stop picking October. Sometimes you're picking in November, but that's like a rarity. For some places, it's not. But again, for general rule of thumb, sure, around August. So prior to leading up to picking the grapes, you kind of want to test the maturation of it. So how Mm -hmm. much sugar is the grape like have at that moment and mm-hmm. how does it taste how does it look etc because mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. grapes start green 
and like really mm-hmm. small. Oh, I did not. And know then that. they okay. grow, and then the green either turns into that kind of yellowy gold, like greenish mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. white grapes, as we call it, mm-hmm. or into purpley, almost blueberry or red, etc. Okay. Okay. So, like for grapes, like do all grapes taste good as a grape? Or no? Mm-hmm. Would we really eat those like... grapes? Yeah. Can you enjoy them as a grape? That's a great or... question. I personally think that all of them taste good, but it wouldn't mean that you'd always want to eat them all because some of them sure. are really tiny and have seeds in them. Mm. And oh. so you're eating, it's like the ratio between it's not the most seed not and, worth like, it. Yeah, and like yeah. flesh mm-hmm. fruit is not the best. Mm-hmm. I would go to the vineyard and there would be mm-hmm. all the vines. Let's say there's 20 vines of these grapes. And so Mm -hmm. then I would have to fill up like a half gallon Ziploc bag of grapes Mm -hmm. by like walking down maybe every three rows and picking grapes. So you're getting more like a general sampling of what's going on. Picking grapes off of This is the shit I want to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does it work? I love this. So it's Uh like every five vines, I would pick like three, four grapes off of a cluster, making sure, you know, the shape of a cluster is like kind of like an inverted triangle. Mm-hmm. So you'd want to pick grape, like a grape from the top, the middle, and the bottom, kind wow. of getting like all the variation. Okay. Being thorough. Yeah. Being very thorough. So I would spend mm-hmm. a lot of time doing sampling because yeah. then you get all these wow, grapes. that sounds different... really romantic, TBH. Yep. I actually yeah. really well, liked it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'd wake up really early because you had to go before it got too hot in the day because yeah. okay. you don't want to be picking like hot grapes because mm-hmm. that yeah. doesn't reflect the day-to-day yeah. sugar level at that moment mm-hmm. okay so i'd wake wow. up really early and sometimes uh, i'd have like misty, i don't know like five exactly like five vineyards to go to like across uh-huh. napa valley so i'd have to like kind of plot out my route and then spend like three hours just kind of like walking in these vines mm-hmm. wow and picking wow. and it was so meditative because it's I just bet. like like you said uh-huh. like dewy and birds and oh and, like, beautiful yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't always like, you know. Yeah, the best thing. The yeah. best it's, thing ever. But yeah. yes, it's mm-hmm. labor. It's labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're walking a lot. Yeah. You're getting up early. Yeah. Picking these. Sometimes yeah. it was really cold and your fingers were like numb. Sometimes it was really hot and you're like so sticky from all the grape juice. Um, <laughs> but it was beautiful. Like in yeah. all the mess, I loved, like I love being like dirty and like sticky and like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. a thing did that fell in love with it started to be exposed to some like really like a higher level of wine in a way mm-hmm. than I was drinking so it really like kind of expanded my perception my taste buds my smell etc mm-hmm. went back finished college then moved to Napa and okay. was like this is where I'm gonna go so yeah, I'm gonna this start is it. didn't know anyone started working for the same woman again Mm-hmm. doing sampling but i also started working at a wine bar okay i learned so much working at that wine bar because you got to just taste 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 wine mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and there was a big aspect of education at that wine bar cool so perfect i need to go whole, yeah my whole it's called cadet cadet in okay. napa valley that's a, okay. um that's the spot it's okay. the spot mm-hmm. yes if Aubrey and Colleen ever listen to this podcast, they are <laughs> the women that like made so many pathways open for me. So oh, we love that. I love that. Such I a love great that women. We call those expanders. Yes. Yes. Expanders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And there, it was woman owned and woman ran, which was mm-hmm. love. Yes. Brilliant. Awesome. Very good expander. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was 
kind of where it brought me into really not just loving the idea of making wine, but also seeing the beauty of it and like the romantic side of wine Mm -hmm. and how it really brings a table and a moment together. It really brings a meal together. Mm -hmm. It really like brings a conversation. Like if you've ever had that bottle where you put it on the table, everyone's drinking it, talking about something. And then suddenly you come back to the wine. You're like, wait guys, like this wine is insane. Yes. Mm -hmm. This wine is so good. Mm-hmm. And then you like drift apart into like another conversation and then the wine comes up again. Like that to me mm-hmm. is so beautiful and like really just like slows everything down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Beautifully totally put because that's, that's so true. Yeah. Like when people come in the door here for dinner, we're like, oh my God, okay, we have this bottle. And you know, that's really, it's like the ritual of starting the gathering is mm-hmm. opening and admiring a bottle. Mm-hmm. I love that. I like when people bring bottles. Yes. Yeah, of course. I get stuck buying the same kind of thing. Mm. I feel like, Kendall, you always, you know, you bring things you're excited about that you mm. want to try. Or, yep. you I know, other friends have brought things. Like Greek wine. Like, I don't even know. But, like, it's the best. And mm-hmm. and everyone is so, at least our friends <laughs> who are like us, you know, they're coming yeah. over for dinner. They also think about it, too. Like mm-hmm. it's such a thoughtful process picking yeah, a bottle like, of have, wine. What are we having for dinner? Yes. Like, yeah, I love I everything mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's thoughtful. that's the beauty of wine. Okay, so lived in Napa for some time. Was working mm-hmm. with uh, winemaking and also at Cadet, and I mm-hmm. was applying for grad school. All right. So got into grad school and mm-hmm. moved Bravo. to Davis. Thank yes. you. Yes. The school. Yes. <laughs> it was actually really hard program to get into um yeah I it's bet. a very i didn't realize how small the class it was but each graduate class is about 12 to 15 people oh my god kendall yeah god, so she went to yell of wine yes. everyone yeah. yell of wine <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and this is where it gets really interesting mm-hmm. so i moved to davis davis is a little small suburb outside of sacramento mm-hmm. so i went there and started the program out with like big doe eyes, you know, like, wow, this mm-hmm, is, I'm mm-hmm. here, this is amazing. The more and more I got into the program, the more I realized how the approach to winemaking that Davis has is so old school and mm-hmm. so traditional and so scientific. Now, granted, mm-hmm. Davis is a research-based school Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it comes from a place of just like heavy research. So everything mm-hmm. about the wine was like scientific and kind of like recipeed out almost. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, there was a joke that Davis students were lab coat winemakers, oh, you know, like wearing like damn, a lab coat. Talking like, shit in the, yeah. <laughs> yes. the vintner industry. Gossip. I'm very grateful that I went. I met some amazing people and it really molded me more into the person I am. But I don't think I would recommend the program to somebody currently. Okay. Oh, okay. Throughout this program, one of my fellow grad students, a few of them, kind of introduced me to this idea of natural wine, which is like mm. a loaded word these days. But <laughs> yes, essentially, what is natural wine. My personal definition okay. is wine made with minimal to no intervention. Okay. Okay. That's how I understand yeah. it. 
wine mm-hmm. made with the intention and thought of how can I best respect the land, the people mm-hmm. that live on this land, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. allow the grapes and the wine to express in its most like truest form. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I love that. Very cool. So it's love like that. more a sustainable approach as well. I think so. Definitely. I would yeah. yeah. It's not just about being organic or just yeah. about being biodynamic. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, really kind of like a full like mentality approach to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And these yeah, days cool. it's hard because the natural wine world really kind of took off, which is such a great thing. But then these buzzwords got thrown out there and people really like love, like hook on to those words. And then, mm-hmm. you know, somehow sulfur got demonized in this industry. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, oh, natural wine only means no sulfur addition. I don't drink wine with sulfur or I only drink this type of wine, mm-hmm. or I only drink orange wine, because orange wine mm-hmm. in their mind is what's natural. And mm-hmm. oh, that's like so true. you think there's shit floating in it, and you're like, this is natural wine. Yes. yes. Or yeah. like, yeah. I only like wine that is kind of like, has like sediment in it, or mm-hmm. is yeah. if like not really see-through. It's that's the natural. Whole, yeah, yeah. In general, Cloudy. like yes. health, mm-hmm. natural movement mm-hmm. that is yeah like that whole mentality yeah, loaded clean mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that and like none of it's bad because all of this is opening up and expanding people to drink wine because mm-hmm. i think a long time it was you know only mm-hmm. like a older generation like a boomer thing mm-hmm. to drink wine you know chardonnay chardonnay yeah. you know or chardonnay Cap- from the 90s yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah. a chianti yeah. Chianti, super Tuscan, at an Italian American mm-hmm. restaurant, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> or Pinot Grigio, you mm-hmm. know. You're wearing Calvin Klein. <laughs> you're drinking Pinot Grigio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nice. So again, like this whole approach to, I'm not by no means am I telling like thinking that these things are bad or somebody should no, know yeah. better. I yeah. just think, mm-hmm. I think that the conversation needs to be expanded so much more about mm-hmm. this yep. and more, there's so mm-hmm. much more to a story than just being natural. But yeah. Which I might go a little bit more into that later, but yeah, essentially yeah. This- anytime people buy me wine, cause they know I, I really, I mean, I don't even think about it in LA. I just go to any wine shop. You know, well, now I go to any wine shop, but I used to go where Kendall worked and trusted that it was like more of a low intervention sort of process. And I used to have really, really horrible hangovers. And I'm not a medical doctor, (laughs) but like as soon as I switched over to low intervention, like I was miserable. Like if I was hungover, I was like hating my life and was like, okay, what fixes can I make to like ensure like this doesn't happen and I switched over to more you know like low intervention wine and really saw a huge decrease in my hangovers being Hmm. absolutely miserable sure if I drink a lot I can be miserable but it's not the same level like Mm -hmm. not even close of that so I that's why I switched over Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that you brought that up because Mm. that's like another point we can talk about so with that a lot of people think oh it's because of sulfur I get Mm. really bad hangovers because of sulfur yeah yeah and like headache yeah so like Mm -hmm. I only want like no sulfur wine 
most likely it's actually not the sulfur. Now there is some people out there that have a sulfur allergy, okay. but these people also are unable to eat a lot of canned foods, mm. French fries yeah, from so restaurants, like you know, dried like fruit. If you have that yeah, yeah, so yeah. the amount of sulfur in wine is actually very minimal. Okay. There is a legal limit in the US and Europe, it's a little bit different, but wine can't have any more than about 350 parts per million. Don't quote me on those numbers, but okay. it's, a, it's okay. around that like 300, <laughs> yes. 350 <Okay>. mark. Most, <laughs> Very small. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. wine has about 50 to 100, 100 oh, being like okay. more commercial. And then yeah. there's like more like lower intervention wine that does add a little bit of sulfur and it might be like 20 parts per million. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a really small amount. And the FDA has required that wine puts on the back of the label contains sulfites if it's any mm-hmm. more than 10 parts per million. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. wine okay. also naturally produces sulfite. So even if you don't add any, there's already like wine naturally producing mm-hmm. it. Now, if you look at pre, I think like frozen juices or canned foods, dried mm-hmm. fruit, they have, as you climb up, up to thousands of PPM sulfur. Wow. Wow. A Kendall, piece- you're blowing yeah. our minds. of knowledge. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. So mm-hmm. French fries, like the frozen French fry, that, like you go to like a fast food and you get French yeah. fries. Mm-hmm. Those, fry. yeah. those French fries have upward of 10,000 parts per million sulfur. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's the like even crazier Delicious part. toxin. I know. <laughs> the crazier part is that the FDA and the potato industry had like a big fight or whatever, and mm. the potato industry won. So although wine has to is required mm-hmm. to say anything more than 10 parts per million, the potato industry is not required to say contain wow. sulfites for any level. It's wow. a puritan- puritanical society yes. here. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So with all of that said, now mm-hmm. I know people are like, oh, well, I buy like unsulfured frozen fruit and I don't eat this. I don't eat like that's pro- that's mm-hmm. great. I think if you can get back to the most like natural state of any food you're eating, that's the yeah, best. That's mm-hmm. But if you're not having mm-hmm. crazy reactions when you have like a late night 2 a.m. McDonald's run on the way home from drinking, Again, no yep. shame. I've done it before. I no, yeah, would yeah. Do, we'll do it again. Yes, like yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. I know. <laughs> then sulfur is most likely not the problem. Oh, but okay. lower intervention wine one typically is a bit lower alcohol. Mm. They mm. pick the grapes a little bit sooner, so less sugar equals less alcohol. That makes sense okay. because I swear to God, yeah. once in a blue moon, I will have non-natural like quote, wine, wine or whatever. And yeah. literally mm-hmm. within a sip, I'm like, whoa. Ooh. Yeah, I can already <laughs> tell because I don't really drink that as, as often because yeah. if this is LA, natural wine is what everyone's everywhere. doing. Yeah. yeah Every restaurant. Yeah. I don't even think about it. Me neither. It's everywhere. It's, yeah. it's all there is. It almost, mm-hmm. it almost feels like. An, a normal, typical... Cabernet Sauvignon or red from Napa area is normally riding between 14 to 16% alcohol. Whoa. Damn. And a lot of these kind of like more lower intervention, fun wines, especially some that are a little bit more like 
like say funky or like a pet nat Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. are riding around like 11 to 12 percent okay Yep, which it does make a difference if you're drinking a throughout the night for hours. Yep, which we've (laughs) been there. We do a million times. So with all of that, I was Mm -hmm. in Davis in this world-renowned program, and I was like, Mm -hmm. "Wow, I feel like I'm learning everything that I don't want to do with wine. Like everything I'm learning, Mm -hmm. I am not going to do." Which, Mm -hmm. in a way, I like was great. Yeah, yeah, you need those things. Survived grad school finished it okay and then was like i gotta get out of here i gotta go to europe mm-hmm. amen yes. <laughs> we okay, are listening like we're at attention yes uh-huh. euro file yes <laughs> so throughout all of this loving wine and just everything i had become a francophile myself i just i mm-hmm. love france i would read a lot of books by an author named peter male i think i'm pronouncing mm-hmm. right it's like m-a-y-l-e okay. anyway Okay. He writes all about Provence and Southern France. Mm-hmm. Some of his books are like mysteries, but they're really oh, like it's like fiction. Mm-hmm, fiction, okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. fun. Um, all right. They're like mysteries, but they're not like crazy dark. They're very like light. Yeah, and that's, my that's vibe. a great recommendation. Mm-hmm. Thank yes, you. Yeah. Read those books. <laughs> and he, the, there'll be a whole plot about this mystery, but then he'll go into detail about the wine or the food, or the <sighs> the like sunset that is happening in the book so Mm. it's just oh it's the best it like brings you into that space yeah yeah you just escape into it so beautiful Provence specifically in southern France I was just like Mm -hmm. this place seems like a dream I need Mm -hmm. to go Mm -hmm. somehow like randomly this article in the Napa Valley Register which is a newspaper out of Napa Valley that I don't ever read Mm -hmm. (laughs) popped up and it was an article Mm -hmm. about an urban winery in Marseille, France. So Mm -hmm. Marseille is a city um, on the southern tip of France, Mm -hmm. um, just like down the coast from Nice, I think maybe the second biggest city in France. Mm -hmm. Again, that sounds real. A large. mm -hmm. Kate, have you been? No, I haven't been to Marseille. I've been. I've been to Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's an amazing city. So I read Mm -hmm. about this and an urban winery was something that I was thinking about starting on my own. So throughout Mm -hmm. grad school i would come to la a lot and Mm -hmm. had a friend here that i knew and the the wine scene at that time was really like blossoming and like Mm -hmm. blooming here Mm -hmm. that was around 2018 the natural wine scene and this whole movement was kind of like growing a lot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i would go like to trade tastings and different wine bars and just kind of network around and so I was like, I want to move to LA after grad school and start an urban winery. Urban winery, mm-hmm. meaning you have your winery in the city, AKA urban, and then you source mm-hmm. your grapes from outside the city. You truck mm-hmm. them in, you're making them like in a warehouse or a garage. And uh-huh. there you go. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. urban winery in Marseille, I was like, yes, yes, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I emailed the winemakers totally blind like I yeah. just emailed them and I was like hi I'm Kendall like I went to grad school and read your article and like can I come help harvest mm-hmm. and the winemaker her name was Fabian she was a little skeptical of me mm-hmm. because she was kind of like I don't know like 
she was thinking like she's from Davis. She's all a science degree. We don't do anything like Davis. Mm -hmm. So she's going to come in and probably like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. And so she tried to like kind of unconvince me throughout our email. She's like, yeah, but like, you know, it's like a lot of work and we do everything by hand. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, that's okay. You're like, that's you're like, great. Amazing. Love awesome. it. You're cool. convincing me even not, more. Like, yeah, working. And so the more she did that, the more I was just like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she gave in. And mm -hmm. great. another thing lining up as, as it should was I had some, family friends actually live in Marseille. It's wow. my grandparents, mm. like friends from a while ago, live in Marseille mm. and they offered me to stay at their place. Wow. So I already mm. had a place to live. And so like in a way they, they're kind of like my great aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. And Cute. one of them, the woman Ghislaine spoke English and French. So like I had that thing going. Mm -hmm. um, so I arrive and I live in Marseille for two months and work with Fabian and Lucas and mm. we end up getting along so well yeah of course I was terrified to meet her because of the emails I was like <laughs> she's like this small petite French woman that hates me <laughs> and she was like oh Kendall's this like Davisite that's coming here yeah yeah, yeah. and we ended up like Scientist. laughing at all of that and mm. you know bonding <laughs> uh -huh. and it was great and being in Marseille was so amazing because mm. I had been to Paris once before and I'd been to like, different parts of France, but never Marseille. And I think that Southern France is so different than it's diff. the rest. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in Marseille itself, you have such a cultural diversity and very, influence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, you're on the Mediterranean, but then you also yeah, have a Africa. very large African yeah. and yeah. Middle Eastern. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the food in Marseille was very good the food reflects all of that exactly yeah. so the food is fresh oh. a lot of fish a lot of vegetables like mm -hmm. olives like spices spices and... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then during that time i realized that the harvest was not going to last because i had a three-month travel i guess i didn't yeah. have a visa but you can only be in three months mm -hmm. yeah um, tourist visa or whatever yeah. in europe at a time and i had realized that my this harvest was not going to last the whole three months because it was they did a quite a small production mm -hmm. and so i decided to do a internship in italy as well oh my god oh okay. i didn't realize that oh i didn't like know how you this worked that on together mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. why not you know yeah yeah tack on italy so <laughs> went half of the way yeah you know the i'm way. there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i did the same thing i looked up what areas of italy had like a later harvest mm -hmm. and found an area and then found a winery called cantina giardino mm -hmm. which is a pretty like now like a well-known natural wine producer out of campania area but again at the time okay. i didn't mm -hmm. know yeah so i emailed cantina giardino and did the same mm -hmm. thing and i was like hi i'm kendall blah 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 can i come work with you and mm -hmm. daniela who is the wife of the winemaker was like of course absolutely we have people <laughs> come all the time oh and they really do like they always have people coming through mm -hmm. which the i don't know versus the italian yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. like, i don't on. know and yeah, then yeah. <laughs> yeah help us please she asked like no questions she essentially was just yeah. like when are you coming great we have, a, good. We have a place for you, you to stay um, oh my god oh my god oh, i love them and like we'll pick you up at 
the bus stop. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And here's the directions to get here. It's really kind of tricky and hard, but you'll figure it out. (laughs) Now, this was like sandwiched in between my time in Marseille. So I had like one month in Marseille and then I went to Italy and then I went back to Marseille. So I'm in Marseille and I fly to Naples. So Mm -hmm. Napoli. And then Mm -hmm. I need to now get to a little tiny town called Ariano or Pino. Mm -hmm. I could be butchering the name, but essentially it's this very small town in the wine region of Campania. And Mm -hmm. I took a train and then I had to take like two different buses to get here. (sighs) Oh yeah, of course. And it was difficult to say the least. Yeah, Um, and you're by yourself. Amazing job. Oh yeah, by by myself. Um, so this was, okay, let's put some con. This was in 2019. This was the summer fall of 2019. Like half the time, I didn't even know if I was on the right bus to the right area. I don't speak, (laughs) I don't speak Italian either. Mm -hmm. I don't speak French. I don't speak any of these languages. I've just, Uh so I may, I make it to the, to the town Mm -hmm. and Daniela, who I think is Daniela is there to pick me up. And she looks at me and she's like, Kendall. I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's me. She's like, Oh my goodness. She's like, I thought you were a male. <laughs> she's, like, I thought, she's like, I thought Kendall was a, was a, was a male name. Like I thought you were going to be a guy. Yeah. Uh, I was like, she was waiting for this big American to come yeah, do all the heavy like, labor. I can literally, yeah. <laughs> literally. And it could not be more of an opposite. I am five one for anyone. Reference. <laughs> Petite. Petite. Enthusiastic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, that was a surprise for her. And I was like, no, it's me. It's Kendall. I'm a girl. (laughs) So how like this place was set up was essentially it was a three-story house. The bottom level was like the ground level and it was the whole winery and cellar. And then the second level, actually maybe it was four stories. The second level is where the family lived. So it was Mm -hmm. um, the husband and wife, winemakers and their two kids. And then the level above that was the flat that any visitors or interns lived on. Okay. Like obviously like a full flat had a kitchen and everything. And then the top flat was where the uncle lived, Uncle Davide. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) So for the first about two and a half weeks, it was just me. I was the only intern helper worker. Mm -hmm. And what I kind of found out during my time there was that they get a lot of visitors because they're pretty well-known mm. and like popular mm. winery, not only in the area, but like in general, like they have a really big mm. following in, nice. in New York and then now like in California. Wow, cool. Mm-hmm. And so people from all over the US and Canada, like people would just come to stay and visit and be taken in wow. by Daniela, who's like just so motherly. She just uh-huh. like mothers you. She's mm-hmm, the best. Mm-hmm. Uh. And we'll help out maybe a little bit in the winery, but it's like more for funsies, really. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really realize that. So I'm like, oh, I'm here to help. And it was only men. And it was mm. essentially like the five stooges of the Italian winemaking. Oh my God. Okay. They were all, and they only spoke Italian, like not even like, like a little English. Yeah. So, yeah. One guy maybe spoke like five words, and I spoke like yeah. five words of Italian. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I, I picked up more, more things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we had a guy named Rocco, 
who mm. was about my age, but he was really tall. He kind of like was built like Rocky. Okay, mm. that's like, funny. Well, yeah, and his name was Rocco. <laughs> and he would always like yell my name. He'd be like, Kendo. <laughs> and he'd be like, you okay? Cause he like knew how to say that. <laughs> See? And, yeah. Italians. <laughs> and then there was Gio who mm-hmm. was a little bit older. He had like kind of like a shaved head except for one little curl that he kept <laughs> on the back of his nape. Like, you know, right? Like, that's the right thing. Like, one little curl. Okay. And what he, a stylish choice. Yeah. He would always whistle. Like, oh, he would like oh. whistle songs all the time. Oh. oh. So sweet. And then there was Luca. And mm-hmm. Luca was really sweet, also really young, and had like a, had like a, little baby girl mm-hmm. so and he was always Sweet. making jokes mm-hmm. like, he, he'd make them in italian but i you know you just laugh because you know it's a joke yeah yeah, yeah. It's funny yeah <laughs> and then there was rafi and rafi was the one that spoke the most english his pants were always falling down <laughs> actually a lot of them i mean like the amount of the cracks. amount of butt cracks i saw <laughs> hopefully i can say that on that podcast was <laughs> i swear yeah. so much we literally just talked about sex and and sex work in ancient oh, amazing. Yes. Okay, cool. yeah. <laughs> i saw so much ass like it was too much oh my god mm-hmm. and so funny. <laughs> yeah it was great it was those two weeks were two and a half weeks were very like mentally challenging for me in in a whole yeah. other way being in another country and not speaking it and Language. feeling very alone and isolated and then feeling yeah, yeah. frustrated that like I think I had this whole idea of like what I was supposed to do at this winery and it wasn't looking like that. Like I, mm-hmm. I wasn't chaotic. I was, I was trying to control too much factors really. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. It was still such like an amazing experience. Right. And like, there's just so many funny stories that come out of me and the men that mm-hmm. work in that <laughs> cellar. And by the end, cause there was like a week or so where I was like, I was really frustrated and I think they were, and like, we just didn't really know how to like interact very well. Mm-hmm. And so things just like weren't always like the best. Yeah. But by the end, they were. They, so by the end, they called me Piccola, mm-hmm. which means I think like small, like small oh. thing in, it, yeah. in oh. Italian. <laughs> Piccola. Mm-hmm. So then they would scream Piccola, like, and again, I'd be like up in up in my flat on like the third story, mm-hmm. and it'd be in the morning time, I'd be like doing making my coffee, and they'd be like Piccola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god so cute we're gonna call you that now yeah (laughs) yeah it was great it was such an amazing experience and i yeah got to be mothered by like an italian nona essentially which was amazing she taught me how to make pasta and yeah it was it was awesome so then i went back to marseille and then Mm -hmm. didn't really do like a lot of like the winemaking was essentially done. So I just kind of like explored the area. I went up to Normandy um, for about a week. Wow. Mm. Um, which was really cool. And spent some time, not a ton of time in Paris, but then I went to Bone, which is in Burgundy, oh, which is the most, okay. so think like Chardonnay and Pinot Noir of yes. like mm-hmm. the best of the best. Yeah. Okay. I went to a wine region called um, Jura, which is in the Arbois region, mm-hmm. um, okay. quite close to the Switzerland border. 
Okay. I spent okay. a, literally I spent a day in Switzerland. Uh, I was <laughs> okay. traveling with some friends from grad school, and we took a day road trip because you can yeah. you can just drive yeah. from wow. Jura yeah. to Switzerland. Like how could you not? It's so tempting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Over. So that time just really continued to romanticize wine and and mm-hmm. see how the euros do it which mm-hmm. is really yeah. better that is yeah. really it really <laughs> is it's all better yeah in, that did it for me yeah in france in life just when i would life. sit down at the dinner table with the um couple that i was living with in marseille mm-hmm. again most of the time they would be speaking in french but you kind of get the gist of how the conversation goes and flows and she would like uh interpret for me sometimes but mm-hmm. when they're sitting down for dinner they talk about food Mm-hmm. And then, then they talk about what they're going to make next the next day. <laughs> then they talk mm-hmm. about the wine. And mm-hmm. then they maybe like talk about the weather. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to the food and wine. Mm-hmm. And then maybe if it's like a really long night, they'll talk about football. Okay. Like soccer. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. maybe politics. Okay. But like yeah. not really. But it yeah. was just always centered around what are we going to make next? What are we going to do? She would my go kind to the, of people. Yeah. She would go to the farmer's market and bring back like mushrooms the size of like my head and like fresh mm-hmm. squid and like olives just like in bags that like they just scoop. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. She would just like prep all this food. She would yeah. like make sure I'd come home oh, for lunch and we'd have mm-hmm. like a long, slow lunch and then dinner into the late. And same in Italy. Like we would take over an hour break during the winemaking mm-hmm. process and eat a lunch together and have wine Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then a coffee and then like ease your way back into like the second half of the day yeah Mm -hmm. and it was just the pace of life Mm -hmm. yeah just slowed down i think with all of that i came to a place where i was like had a better understanding of what my personal approach is to winemaking and how i Mm -hmm. wanted to continue to kind of like strive for a style and I think I learned that winemaking teaches you so much more than like winemaking itself but like how to have patience and be mm-hmm. adaptable mm-hmm. and to trust mm-hmm. the process right. yeah and the intuition. Like, even every summer climate is not going to be different mm-hmm. like yeah I mean we're seeing right now with so like we're having insane fire damage every year now like California mm-hmm. fires and Oregon and mm-hmm. Washington So we're getting a lot of like smoke damage or entire vineyards burning down. We're getting early frost damage. So we'll get like a really early cold uh, wave come through, cause frost damage. Mm -hmm. And then by the time harvest comes, half your crop just never grew. Right. So I think Mm -hmm. that's where, yes, there's a science to it, but then there's that art of it of like these are the Mm -hmm. materials i have and this is what i have how can i do Mm -hmm. this best right like so i made a little bit of wine last year in a garage Mm -hmm. space in la Mm -hmm. and Uh i didn't have any of the fancy equipment that i went to school with and have Mm -hmm. worked with so i use like food grade brute trash cans and (laughs) this press that we made out of I think it's actually like a beer brewing thing okay we hand pressed a bunch of stuff I mean like you really get that's so amazing you really get kind of like handy and just kind of figure it out Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just like if you are a cook 
and you need to make food but your power is out or you're camping or mm-hmm. you're I don't I don't know there's just like yeah why yeah. making a such a mm-hmm. such like cooking in a way where it's like you take an artistic approach to it and you make the best thing that you can with what you have mm-hmm. and right it's the process really yeah oh I love that oh, Kendall I love this. this has yeah. been the most delightful mm-hmm. afternoon the way you speak as someone who I don't understand anything, okay. <laughs> no, like I don't know anything about wine. I mean, like wine. Like okay. you, uh-huh. you made me feel like I completely followed along. You painted a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, that was so Aww, great. Thank mm-hmm. you. And now I'm dying to mm-hmm. go back to Italy and France. Mm-hmm. Yes, my dream is to like I love Lucy macerate wine. <gasps> yes. Ooh. Oh my God. Let's That's stomp. That's great that you grapes. said stomp. that because stomp you just led me into my word of the day. Oh, oh my god okay great yes. great Should so we you said it? yeah okay. this is the word okay. of the day <laughs> i love it we gave kendall some homework we were yes. like we need a recommendation yep and we need a word of the day yes the Eurofile way uh-huh. amazing mm-hmm. so you said the word macerate uh-huh. so the word is maceration what is it okay so maceration is a winemaking process where the phenolic materials of the grape so we're talking about tannins okay color and flavor are okay. ex- what are tannins i'll get there are, ex- oh, are oh. yeah are leached or extracted from the grape skin seeds and stems into the musk yeah so okay just essentially maceration think extraction from skins with okay. genetic juice yes. skin mm-hmm. contact with skins mm-hmm. seeds is getting color flavor and something called tannin Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. tannin is a structure in wine and i'm not going to go into all the like the the chemical side of it but essentially it's a compound that adds the grippiness to wine and some of the texture so the best way to describe what tannin is and like what it feels like Mm -hmm. is if you've ever taken a sip of oversteeped tea yes or bit into a green banana Mm. yes do you know how like it, your, oh, fills yes. your mouth your teeth feel yes. squeaky almost and like yeah. your yes. your like lips and gums kind of like peel up away from from your teeth yes yeah and it's like kind of chewy almost uh-huh. so that is tannin uh-huh. and if you've had like a barolo or something from italy that is like current vintage and it has not seen any age to it yet it's mm-hmm. probably gonna have a lot of tannin and you take a sip of this mm-hmm. red wine and you're like whoa that is like <laughs> that's a lot it's like chewy or like really drying or like so that that's tannin that's tannin that's wow. tannin okay different grapes have different levels of tannin in it mm-hmm. and then more or less is extracted with how long you macerate for whether it being okay. during fermentation or you can do what they call extended maceration so the juice will ferment into wine and then you leave the wine with the must, which the must is made up of skin seeds. The word maceration kind of plays into the idea of skin contact, which is where the mm-hmm. idea of orange wine comes from. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Big fan. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'll just say it briefly for people who, who don't know. Orange wine is essentially white grapes so like how they make white Mm -hmm. wine they make it in the style of red wine so typically with white wine you take you bring in the grapes and you press the juice off of the grapes and then you discard Mm -hmm. the skins and the seeds and you're just left with juice and then you ferment that 
red wine. You take the grapes, you put them through a destemmer, so you don't have like all the whole stem. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then you ferment the juice that kind of comes off of all of that because it definitely breaks off some of the, the grapes and opens up. It's like a juicy process. So you <laughs> ferment the juice and those red grapes and like skins, everything. Okay. So mm -hmm. orange wine, essentially you take those white wine grapes and you do the same you did with the red wine so juice and grapes together but for maybe not as long so maybe only like mm -hmm. a week long or two weeks long oh, okay. um mm -hmm. and because white grapes don't contain the same pigment color as red and yes. they don't always include as much tannin you're mm -hmm. not getting as much of like a big orange like a big wine you're just getting mm -hmm. maybe get more flavor you get more kind of structure it typically ends up bringing out those like peachy flavors that you get a lot in orange mm -hmm. wines. It's actually, although it's kind of a new craze, it's actually not a new style of winemaking. Mm. So Italian, a lot of Italian wineries and, oh, I'm blanking on some other ones, which is, which is bad. But anyway, kind of like some of the Eastern European. Oh. Uh, like Georgian. I've heard you, it, yes. like Georgian yeah. wine is like really yeah. like orange in the mm -hmm. like, or like traditional amber style. is like what they call it yeah. so essentially all of their okay. whites are made in the style of orange or skin contact okay, okay. because they typically age better and mm. transport better and mm -hmm. kind of have like a longer like lifetime so i think like i don't know the whole like history of it but i i think that was just a style that they made with where they were at and the climate and kind of everything so okay yeah maceration yeah. that's what it is great mm -hmm. thank you nice yes. wow all right kendall let's round it out do you have a recommendation for us this week yes so it's more of a region place than it is a particular okay. wine oh great but oh you don't i just meant like it could have been like a movie like it oh. could be literally anything but but like by all means I keep it on theme love okay <laughs> so yeah. i'm gonna do <laughs> wine but I already mm -hmm. listed one recommendation. If you want an easy reading book to escape this current reality and mm -hmm. yes. Uh, just yes. read, I <laughs> go look up Peter Mayle. Mm -hmm. He has some really amazing books on Provence. Okay. Okay. Great. So wine recommendation. We're going to stick with Italy, yes. but we're also going to kind of okay. keep to that Mediterranean, Southern mm -hmm. France area mm -hmm. vibe. Okay. Go mm -hmm. to a wine shop and ask if they have any Sicilian or Sardinian whites. I love mm, okay. Italian whites, and I think that they just have such like a saltiness and freshness to them. Oh, that is wow. also so good oh for the weather right now. Um, yes. okay. Sardinian, so they specialize a lot in Vermentino, but it's unlike any Vermentino you've had. So it's like a Vermentino. Okay. I don't even know what that is. No. Oh, uh -huh. it's a grape. Oh, okay. Um, okay. oh that was okay, something great. I was mm -hmm. gonna mention mm -hmm. that people might not know, a little fun fact. I did, Ooh, yes. I did not okay. know this. Yes. I uh -huh. like, so this might be obvious to some people, but I truly did not know this about wine for a very long time until like right before grad school. Um, uh -huh. When it says Merlot, that's made with a grape called Merlot. So like essentially each type of wine, like the name of it is a grape. It's the grape. Okay. Not okay. always. I mean, with France and Italy and other places, it gets really a lot more complicated. But essentially, okay. a Chardonnay means it's made from the Chardonnay grape. Kind of mm -hmm. like how yeah. apples have like so many different types of apples. You have like mm -hmm. Granny Smith or whatever. Sure. With grapes, it's yeah. like Cabernet Sauvignon is a grape. Vermentino is a grape. 
like Pinot Grigio, Grigio a grape, Pinot Noir a grape. So they're, they're all grapes. And you can have blends of them. Did not know. Yeah. But there we go. I did not know I that. did not know no. that. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's, like, yeah, so I yeah, did it's, know it's, it's so like a simple. Chardonnay grape. Like, like, I, yeah. I did not know that either. And then when I found out, I was like, how did I not know? Like, that, I feel like that should have yeah. been information that I just knew. But <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, Vermentina from Sardinia or a Sicilian white. Okay. So keep okay. to the island Italian wines. They're, okay. they're the best. Oh my God. Okay, okay. great. Noted. Next time yep. we go to the wine shop, which mm-hmm. will literally every weekend. <laughs> I know. There we go. I love it. Thank you so much, Kendall. Thank you so you're just much. like a font of knowledge. You Obviously, you're our dear friend. So we'll just be opening a bottle of wine after this. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. And... We could just hear you talk forever about this. Just, I know. Thank you, thank you so guys. much. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Ciao. Ciao.